fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Is it really that time already? Holy cow, welcome into the program. It is a midweek celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. And yes, I say that every single day because... As always, we are the eternal optimists on this program. Welcome into a Wednesday for the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. Always a pleasure. Big show lined up today. Holy cow. Just another day hanging out here on the Voice of Reason. As we have Dick Morris, he is a contributor to Fox News and to Newsmax, and he's an author, and he's one of the biggest political consultants out there that worked with the Trump campaign especially, and with his new book talking about Donald Trump, the return, and Donald Trump's return into the 2024 presidential election, so that's big news there. Well, I mean... He hasn't officially announced. He hasn't officially announced, but according to Dick Morris, he says that it's done, it's ready, he's ready to rock and roll and ready to make the announcement. So we'll talk with Dick Morris coming up at the bottom of the hour live here on the show. Stay tuned in for that one. I'm in a chipper mood. Now, I think I'm feeling better because it has been an interesting day for sure. So here at the studios in Wichita, with our extreme heat that we've been dealing with, our air conditioner went out today. And now being in a radio studio with multiple computers all over the place. It is extremely warm. It's been hot all day. And finally, just about, I don't know, a half hour ago, we got the air conditioner fixed. And it's not quite cool yet, but at least it's work. I can feel it. I can feel it starting to just take away the burn a little bit. So I have been just trying to sit in my wonderful, beautiful sauna all day today because we're the eternal optimist again. And looking at the, sitting in the sauna and working, and I feel like I've been working out all day because we have a nice glisten to us. So, hey, it's been a good day, but I feel cool and ready to go and ready to rock and roll again for you, which makes me kind of in a, I guess, a chipper mood. Want a dad joke? My, my girl just, she rolls her eyes every time you hear a dad joke. You know how cows, well, why do cows have hooves instead of feet? Why? Because they lack toes. You know, lactose intolerant, they lack toes. <laughs> Anyways, all right, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about on the show today. And uh, that's the way to break the ice, I guess, for the middle of the week. Again, Dick Morris coming up at the bottom of the hour. But we have a lot to talk about on many different fronts. And let's jump into the latest and what's trending. What's trending today? So... Apparently, there's been a massive increase in cases of those going to hospitals with COVID-19 and the new variants that are immune to the COVID. They say they're immune to the COVID-19 vaccines, but the number of people that are boosted, double boosted, triple boosted with the vaccines are now going to the hospitals. Joe Biden's a prime case of that, although they say he didn't have any symptoms. He is trying to get out of quarantine now and actually stop isolation and go about his business to show that he's still healthy and happy and wonderful. But he still the fact that he still got the COVID-19 virus, even after being double and triple boosted or whatever he was, is kind of a sure tail sign that maybe the boosters just aren't working the way they're supposed to work. And unfortunately, the medical industry is starting to recognize this as well, because according to ABC News, the future of the COVID-19 vaccines could be... No, something different than shots. Now imagine this, if you will. 
we have a virus that spreads through society like we did, and we all get boosted up, we get vaccinated, we boost our immune system to be able to fight it instead of doing it in a natural front, and then it doesn't seem to work, and we continue to seem to get sicker and sicker, and those uh, that, that immunity begins to wear off. It could just be because the vaccine wears off like they try to do with the flu shot every single year. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on COVID, but I really want to look in our futuristic uh, crystal ball here for a second here on The Voice of Reason on what the future holds when it comes to immunity and fighting off viruses down the road. Weird news of the day. And I say this with the weird news because obviously... I think there's something odd going on. We've talked to Dr. Robert Malone on the program, and if you remember what he's talked about, not just on this show but on other programs as well, is that the mRNA um, uh, technology is one of those to where in time it essentially breaks down your immune system to not know or recognize how to recognize something foreign in the system, build an uh, immune system to it, build antibodies to defend ourselves from it, and then be able to fight it off naturally. The mRNA technology essentially makes it dependent on needing a vaccine to know what to do. And I'm wondering if that process of genetic modification isn't speeding up its process a little bit because now, according to ABC News, the future of COVID-19 vaccines might not be shots in the arm or the leg, but instead a nasal spray or a patch stuck on the skin for a few minutes. Now, I find that Absolutely fascinating and completely scary and absurd because, according to them, a group of scientists, doctors, and administration health officials, that's comforting, gathered at the White House on Tuesday to discuss the next generation of inoculation against COVID and its viral cousins as they were in agreement that there is room for improvement as they all are starting to admit finally publicly that the booster shots wear off and that it's not doing what it needs to do to fight off the COVID-19 virus. So what are they doing? Now they're looking at nasal sprays and patches. What do we use nasal sprays and patches for? Let's use the patch for a second, like the nicotine patch, right? You're trying to fight off, stop smoking. So what do you do? You put on the nicotine patch. It puts nicotine directly into your bloodstream. That way you get your fix, and that way you can wean yourself off of smoking cigarettes. And it's a great way to do it, but you become dependent on that because then that is your fix. Are we seriously, seriously considering the fact that we need to get a patch to put on our arm to stop our immune system from failing against a virus. Are we going to become dependent? Is our com- immune system completely shot to the point we're going to need a constant patch or a nasal spray we have to take every day in order to protect ourselves from a virus? When, again, we can go through all the numbers, how the 99% of individuals are affected by COVID-19. But is that the future? We've completely shot our immune system so badly by injecting this stuff into our system that now we're going to have to be dependent on a patch or a nasal spray to inject our own immune system to actually fight it off so that way we don't get sick throughout the day by working with other individuals and actually coexisting with other human beings. I find that a little scary, and if that's the point we are, uh, we're at, then what's the point of even going about our daily routines? Because holy cow, man, that's a scary thought. I mean, why, why not just isolate yourself in your room and hide away from the world? I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but uh, that kind of stuck out to me. A big, a big red flag outside of the convenience that many would see. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's kind of a cool idea. Long term, is that what we have to? Oh, you know what? There's another virus out there. The flu virus or some other thing, monkeypox, whatever else that's going to be injected into the system. Be like, oh, no, everybody panic. Now you just need to do another nasal spray or another patch. 
I don't know that I necessarily like that one. But nonetheless, that's what we have on the COVID-19 front. We'll keep you posted on that. But Joe Biden coming out of his isolation and now trying to go back to his daily duties in some way, shape, or form, realizing that apparently with this COVID-19 thing essentially too, that we're incapable of doing things ourselves. And it's a health conversation that we've had about our health and our natural immune system not being able to do what it does naturally, which is fight off immunity. But the Democrat Party as a whole, in general, kind of lacking the ability to do things themselves as well, too. (laughs) They're the victims, which they do like to play. I know they like to play victimization at the individual level, but can you see on a grander scale the party as a whole? playing the victim now the democrats have been extremely unpopular as we've said so many times i'm getting tired of saying it with how unpopular they are nationwide but instead of changing their policies like they used to do they've devolved so much that they don't recognize that they're bad principles and bad ideas in a normal political party now remember a political party is powerful has a lot of money, has a lot of influence, but is only as strong as the number of voters that they have, which is why they try and buy their voters, which is try they, why they try to win over voters. That's the point of a political party. Now, our founding fathers didn't want a two-party system. They wanted plethora numbers of parties, and ple- they didn't want parties at all. They just wanted people running on ideas. That obviously didn't work out, and they predicted that, and they knew it was going to fail miserably in that sense, but they tried it nonetheless. And very quickly, very early, we fell into a two-party system. Back then, it was the Democrats and the Whigs. Now, it's the Republicans and the Democrats. And the Democrats are starting to turn into the Socialists and the Republicans, which who knows what's going to turn into uh, moving forward. But political parties evolve and change based on the needs of those that are voting within that party. Could everybody agree on that on both sides of the aisle? I would think so, that we could agree on that sentiment, because if the party isn't representing the people that are in the party, then the party's going to fail because people are going to go elsewhere and find a party that represents them because having a party with the loudest voice and the most amount of money and the most amount of people is going to have influence over policy. A very basic concept. You don't even learn that in Political 101 in college because that's just a basic concept that everybody should understand. The people run the party. And if the party strays, then you can either leave the party or you can change the party. I've been an advocate within the Republican Party to change it for a long time to make it back to the grassroots, which it's starting to do. And I think Trump had a lot to do with that one, although many may not want to acknowledge that one as well. That's right. Donald Trump did that. (laughs) So we'll see what the future holds with the MAGA and the Trump movement as well. But the Democrat Party has lost sight of that because the elites have taken over so much control of the party. They don't know what the constituents want. They don't understand the constituents, and in fact, they're trying to fundamentally change not just the United States of America, they're trying to fundamentally change the voters of the Democrat Party. Here's what I mean. According to CNN.com, they have officially gone after Republicans, I'm talking the mainstream media, the federal government, and Democrats as a whole, they are now playing the ultimate victimhood now, as opposed to changing policy to change their platform to actually make people like them again. They're changing, uh, they're refusing to change and going for the victimized party. As according to CNN, it was a revealing sign of the times when the Supreme Court last week, in response to a lawsuit from Republican state attorney generals in Texas and Louisiana, blocked President Joe Biden's administration from changing a key element in federal immigration policy. The case was just the latest example of how red states, supported by Republican-appointed judges, are engaging in a multi-front offensive 
to seize control of national policy, even while Democrats hold the White House and nominally control both the House and the Senate. The red states are moving social policy sharply to the right within their borders on issues from abortion to LGBTQ rights and classroom censorship, while simultaneously working to hobble the ability of either the federal government or their own large metro areas to set a different course. Boy, that was a mouthful of absolute puking of how bad the world is, according to the Democrats. Let me read that again a little bit slower for the other side of the aisle, because this is the ultimate, I can't believe you guys are taking control and actually doing something in politics, and you're actually leaving us in the dust and changing our policies. Now, you got to remember, the political pendulum sways back and forth as time goes on. And when you get out of touch with the population, which the Democrats have, because the population is a very finite group that they're trying to pander to right now with their woke culture. And I use the woke in the political sense, not in the religious and spiritual sense, because that's a whole other conversation that we need to have later on. But when you get out of touch with the general population, this is what you see. And then instead of saying, well, look at that, the Republicans, even when they're not in majority, are starting to take hold and actually making policy changes and swinging that pendulum. We either need to get on board with the populist movement that's going on right now or this we can play the victim because it's a multi-front offensive to seize control of national policy, even when we're not in control, moving social policy sharply to the right on certain issues while simultaneously working to hobble the ability of the federal government in large metro areas to set different courses. How dare they control the dialogue and policy platforms when they're not even in control? We'll continue this when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Man, I tell you what, when Democrats get backed into a corner and they're losing popularity, they really go nuts and they really lose their minds and just play the victim too. I'm, I'm not talking individuals or a certain group of like a groupthink mentality, the LGBTQ community, a minority community. This is the grand scale. Oh my gosh, Republicans are doing something. Now remember, when you get elected into office, your job is to be active and actually do what you say you're going to do. And Republicans for years have been relatively good at the grassroots campaigning at the local levels. That's why the vast majority of governorships and state legislatures are dominated or at least have somewhat of a majority on the Republican side in some way, shape or form. And that's why Democrats struggle, because it failed under the Barack Obama administration badly. It's also failing under the Joe Biden administration. Unfortunately, Trump uh, didn't do well with the state and local level parties overall either because we've focused on this centralized party platform overall but republicans have maintained even with all of this uh being able to do the grassroots campaigning understanding how to relate to the constituents because the majority of the times constituents are the ones that end up running for office and end up winning for state legislative seats around the country so we have more of a connection with the voters as opposed to democrats who like hillary clinton has to take classes on how to relate to her constituency which she did when she ran for president just a few years ago. But when they start to lose and we start to see things turn around, they lose their minds. And this is, again, goes all the way back to Donald Trump making a lot of choices on the court side and nominating judges all over the nation. That's right. Donald Trump did that. So where now we're starting to see the long-term effects there. We started thinking long-term and Republicans don't lose it. For the love of God, don't lose that. Because we have been really bad. There are two Achilles heels on the Republican Party, which is we have people within our own party that sabotage us because they're not true conservatives or actually hold on to Republican values. So we end up bickering amongst ourselves and we end up being our own worst enemy. And two, we're always irrational and we're we do have emotional reactions on issues in a way worse than way than what Democrats do. Republicans, when we get angry, I just want all of them out of office. I'm not going to vote for a single one of them. We just need a turnover of everybody and we just got a clean house. That's cool. But when Republicans do that, we end up seeing the constant rotation. We can't gain any traction with anything. Well, Democrat candidates continue to stay in office. So doesn't work out too well on our end, and we end up just resetting the reset button every single time that a new election comes in. But finally, finally, we're gaining traction for a long-term goal. With judges all over the country making proper decisions on legal issues and bringing us back to constitutionality. With legislative, uh, legislators that are actually realizing maybe we should distance ourselves from the connection of the federal government and do things a little bit more independently at the statewide level as opposed to the federal level, like with the Roe v. Wade issue, to where states can now make their own decisions. And with all this happening, it's happening during a Democrat administration with Democrats running Congress. Now, if that's not good news, I don't know what is because we're advancing conservative policy while Democrats are running everything. Imagine what we can do when we really have a Republican legislature and a Republican president in a couple of years. Imagine how crazy they're going to go because right now they see us. I mean, the, the terms that I've heard against Republicans and conservatives right now include the GOP takeover, the coup, the mutiny, the seizing control. The uh, hobbling the ability for the federal government to actually set a different course. Why? Because we don't want a different course. 
And while there is obviously a difference, and I don't believe in the whole quote-unquote we the people, because we the people is always divided. We're always going to have left and right, conservative and liberal, Republican and Democrat. And I wish we could unite again to just say Americans, but it's very difficult to do so when a at least a third, if not a half, of the Democrat Party right now is so far left in socialism that they want to fundamentally destroy the nation and create something completely different where they say they hate the United States and they burn the flag. That's not American, and we cannot say that we are, quote-unquote, we the people with that mentality. And they're the ones right now that are out saying that we are seizing the country, that we are taking control, that we're destroying their agenda, and that we're moving the country in a different direction as they play the victim because they don't know how to govern and they don't know how to lead any longer. And I say that's good news. Let them throw a fit in a temper tantrum because we're going to continue to win. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride today, especially for the middle of the week. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country on multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, and podcasting as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. And as we see the momentum from the Republican side... Democrats, we just read that article from CNN, losing their minds, man, on a massive victimization level while we just keep on winning. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I don't want to waste any time. So excited and honored to have this guy on the program with us here in our next segment of What's Trending. What's Trending Today. So I know we're focused on the midterm elections this year, 2022. We're up 10 to 15 points over Democrats. I've been reiterating that every single day on this program and how important that is because we can't lose that momentum. But moving forward, when, and I say when because of this red wave that's coming, when we see the Republicans take over Congress, when we see Republicans take over state legislatures and governors all over the nation, and when we start distancing states from the centralization of the federal government, the movement is going to see the result tenfold, which goes right into a 2024 presidential election, which, according to this guy, we're going to see President Donald Trump come back onto that national stage, as I am so excited to have on the program. He is the author of the new book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. He's an author. He's a major political consultant. Excited to have on the program Mr. Dick Morris with us here. Dick, how are you, my friend? 
Well, great to be here. That's a good intro. Yeah, well, I am yeah. happy and excited to have you on. And I, I tell you, I am so excited, not just for this election, but just Republicans in general moving yeah. forward. Donald Trump hasn't quite said that he's uh, that yeah. he's running yet, but you, he's dropped a lot of breadcrumbs well, he here. No, he, he is. But you made a point just now about the millennial generation, recapturing them one voter at a time. Uh, I did a survey that I talk about in this book of uh, voters under the age of 40, uh, 30 to 40 of the millennials and 20 to 30 of the Gen Z. And I found that in the 2020 election, Biden carried that group by about 15 points. Mm. And that if the election were held today of Biden against Trump, Trump would win it by five. So there's been a huge swing among millennial and Gen Z voters. And there's a fascinating thing you'll love. When you compare the voters under 26 with the voters 27 to 30, there's a world of difference. When they blow out those candles on the 27th anniversary, 27th birthday, they turn conservative. (laughs) (laughs) Trump runs 20 points ahead of people over 27 up to 30 and 10 points behind of people under 27 back down to 18. A 30-point swing with one birthday. <laughs> what's that? What's that they change? have to pay bills yeah. and they have to pay taxes and yeah. they have to support a family and all of a sudden all that stuff in college gets put into perspective <laughs> and they end up becoming good Republicans. It's it's good to see that they start to wake up. I mean, I'm 33 and I've seen it and I apologize for my generation all the time because yeah, we're we're known as that generation of the AOCs and the socialists and the ones trying to rehaul the entire system, but you're right. I mean, once we do start seeing the bills come in, I mean, I saw a $300 electric bill come into the email today and I was not too happy about that. So, thanks Biden administration right. and your energy policies. <laughs> right. And the thing I found was that among millennials and Gen Zs, the economic issues are the only ones that are important. They don't much care about the social issues. They care about the economic issues. And uh, and the key reason they're turning on Biden and switching to Trump is inflation and gas prices and the economy because it's ruining their future right in front of their eyes. Yeah. On the Republican front, will the Republican Party as a whole, even those that hated Trump before, the Liz Cheney's and such, will they come around and will they accept Trump if he and, and when he announces for president again in 2024, or will that be a stickler in his side moving forward? Well, Liz Cheney won't, but the thing is she has no following. Yeah. Uh, Trump is so solidly supported by the Republicans, it's unbelievable. DeSantis, you know, is very popular. But when you could do Trump against DeSantis in a Republican primary, Trump squeaks by with a margin of 44 points. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't realize it was that much of a margin because, I mean, it sounds like right now there's a couple names floating between Ron DeSantis, Mike Pompeo, and Donald Trump. And that's well, been kind of the three. I, re- I reveal in my book that there is a Democratic master plan to defeat Trump. Mm-hmm. And it is through hyping the January 6th hearings and making Trump look bad, which they're trying to do, and intervening in the Republican primaries to back candidates who they like, and getting the mainstream media to cover uh, every candidate who sneezes other than Donald Trump. Uh, They're trying to foment a primary fight. But Trump's lead over DeSantis is so huge that I can't possibly see him running. 
Yeah. Are you concerned about after the January 6th, which has been an absolute joke and a complete disaster with their investigations, but turning it over to Merrick Garland and now the headline of Merrick Garland open to doing a prosecution or an investigation on the legal front there. Is that going to be a stickler and is that going to throw an obstacle in the way of Trump running again? Yeah, come on. He's not running again. He'll run. Yeah. But uh, come on, he survived two impeachments and one special prosecutor. <laughs> one sure. more indictment isn't going to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Uh, on and, the Democrat the side. Point, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the point, point I make in the book is that only Donald Trump can win. Uh, oh. Because in any election, the challenger says inflation's bad, gas prices, immigration. And then the Democrat comes back and says, Oh, these are all inevitable. How, how, how did you how did you fix these? Yeah. And Trump has a four word answer: I did it already, and that answer just carries all before it. There's no answer to that. Sure. And we're seeing it with all over the country. I mean, uh, MSNBC tried to run a story uh, going to a minority community showing, hey, uh, even with the high gas prices, what are you looking at the election? And they were thrown off guard when the person they were interviewing at a gas pump was like, well, all I know is that the previous administration had low gas and now I don't have low gas. So, yeah, I want to vote for that guy again, crumbling their entire argument. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, Latinos and millennials, Gen Zs and millennials, are the two groups that are massively defecting from the Democratic Party. For different reasons, the Latinos are because of patriotism. They don't want to see this country go down the drain like their old countries did. Mm -hmm. And with the Gen Z and millennials, it's pure economics. Yeah, that is very true. We're talking with Dick Morris, author of the new book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. You can find him online as well at dickmorris.com. we got a couple of minutes left here with you. Let's look at the Democrats for a second. Uh, some of the lowest approval ratings for Joe Biden right now in the 20s nationwide. Democrats scrambling to find a leader. Kamala Harris isn't it. Pete Buttigieg isn't it. Stacey Abrams isn't it. They're looking at like Michelle Obama, but who's going to stand up and try and be that leader? Well, I think it's going to be Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I think the key, I think there's going to be a Trump v. Hillary fight because here's how I think it'll play out. I spell this out in my book. Bill um, comes to Biden after 22 and say, "Hey, guy, you got to say you're not running again. We'll leave you in office. We won't throw you out with the 25th Amendment, but you can't do it. You can't lead us into another disaster." And he'll have to comply. He'll say, "I'm not running," and ditto for Harris. Yeah. Then all the Democrats will get into the field, and the front runner is going to be Bernie Sanders, because the Democratic primary electorate has shifted so far to the left that Bernie Sanders looks looks moderate to them. And uh, just like Sanders was very powerful in 2016, he'll be the front runner in 2024. Wow. And the Democrats will go crazy, and they'll come to Hillary on bended knees just like they did in 2016, and saying, save us from Bernie Sanders, and she'll reluctantly consent. She'll put aside her desire for retirement and private life to drag herself into the limelight again. Bull baloney, she's been lusting after this her whole life. Yeah. And she will run, and she will win the nomination, and Trump will eviscerate her in the election. Wow, a replay of 2020. What, where's Gavin Newsom play into this? Because it sounds like women are going to him because he's the cool-looking Hollywood guy from California. No, they're not. And and Trump, the Newsom is can't hold a candle to Sanders 
because of the ideology. The Democratic Party has moved decisively to the left. Let me say this to you. When a, when a liberal party loses an election, they don't move to the center like you think they should. They move crazily to the left. Uh, when Carter lost to Reagan, the next two Democratic candidates were Mondale and Dukakis before they got sanity and went with Clinton. When Thatcher beat Callahan in Britain, the next two Labor candidates were Kinnick and Foote, crazy leftists, so they got sanity and nominated Blair. And that's what's happening now. The moderates leave the, leave the Democratic primary, and the only people left are the left-wing crazies. Wow. And that's what you're looking at now. That's why in all these primaries, the crazy, progressive, way over left Democrat wins against the incumbent guy who's won, been there for 40 terms or something. Yeah. we got about 30 seconds left here with Dick Morris. Uh, last question for you, though. With this midterm election this year, we already saw Myra Flores down in Texas and so many other Republicans uh, do well in primaries. What's your prediction and how big of a win do we see in November? Oh, gigantic. Uh I think we'll be north of 60 seat gain wow. in the House, and I think that uh, I think in the Senate we'll pick up five to eight seats, not enough to 60, but certainly enough for control. I just did a poll in Colorado that shows that Bennett could be defeated by O'Day, the Republican. So it's all over the place. It's unbelievable the changes you're going to see. As Donald Trump says, it's going to be huge and it's going to be bigly. Winning. That's what I'm talking about. It's Dick Morris. DickMorris.com is the website. Go and check it out. The latest book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Dick, it's so great to have you on the program. It's an honor. I appreciate it very much. we got to get you back on again soon. Okay, good. Thank you. Hey, appreciate Bye-bye. it very much. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap up the program right around the corner for a midweek celebration here on The Voice Series and big stuff there. Appreciate him coming on the show. That's what I'm talking about. I like that optimism. I like that outlook. You know what? We'll run with those numbers, and that's what we'll make happen for the elections this year and in 2024. Lots more to come up here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Good stuff. I was a, always an optimistic kind of guy, but man, that interview with Dick Morris, he just, he knows, man, we're going to be up massively across the board, according to him, in this midterm election with the uh, general election in November, also in the 2024 election that Trump is running. He is absolutely certain about it. And I guess if anybody would know, he would. He worked for the Trump administration, helped get him elected in one of the biggest political consultants on Fox News, Newsmax, and other places as well. Again, DickMorris.com. Go and check him out and his book, which you need to go and check out as well. The Return with 2024. So excited about that. Speaking of Fox News, Jim Jordan was on Fox News. And as we've kind of talked about defining, see, my goal right now is trying to define what the Democrat Party actually is, what they stand for. And I know it's hard, and I know we're trying to bring logic into an illogical situation right now, because when you think about the Democrat Party right now, it is very illogical. I get that. Totally get it. At the same time, I try to define them so I can at least understand. Isn't that what humans are all about? We try to understand the world around us, so we have to kind of label it or at least understand what genre that we're talking about here and right now it sounds like they're a little bit more on the militant side they play the victim they get angry they burn down cities and then they try to advocate their policies because if we go the other direction then we're staging a coup against what they're just supposed to be doing it's just common knowledge we just have to go this way and if you go against that then you are the most evil human being on the face of the earth and jim jordan explained that on the laura ingram show on fox news just a day or so ago everything will be on the table lauren i want to stress everything think about the weaponization of government we have seen from this justice department both in a passive sense where they won't prosecute people who directly violate a statute and protest that supreme court justice's home with the design on influencing its decision a case pending in front of the court and then of course the active weaponization of government like what they did with parents i mean you think about this school board situation Understand what happened to moms and what happened to families. They first told kids you can't go to school. They closed the schools. Then when they opened the schools, they said, we're going to teach your kids CRT. And then if as a concerned parent, you showed up at a school board meeting, they they treat you as a domestic terrorist and the FBI investigates you. So much so that we've had multiple whistleblowers come forward and tell us about over two dozen cases where moms and dads have been investigated for that same scenario I just described. He goes on to talk about how there's inflated numbers in those whistleblowers inside the FBI and the government as a whole as well, showing the inflated numbers of what they're showing as, quote-unquote, domestic terrorism. Why? Because now they can report and say, well, there's an increase in domestic terrorism. And then they link it to January 6th, and they link it to the Republican Party as a whole in the most extreme political organization out there that is the MAGA community, according to Joe Biden. They inflate these numbers based on being considered a, quote-unquote, domestic terrorist or an extremist or those that potentially could do harm by paying. Parents who showed up to 
school board meetings. Then in the grand scheme of things, the Democrats run on this ad saying, oh, look, the evil, hateful ones are actually the Republicans because now since Joe Biden and Democrats are in office and we're promoting LGBTQ and freedom and abortion and yada, 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 and all their other platform they go for, then they turn around and say, look, because we're advocating for this platform, the Republicans that cling on to their guns and Bibles, the deplorables, the most radical organization in American history, According to them, look at that. Now we see an increase in the padding of the number of domestic terrorists in this nation. Obviously, we're the common sense. This is the Democrats speaking again. Obviously, we're the common sense. It's a goal speaking ones that lovey-dovey everyone and the other side that hates us. They despise us and they want to destroy us, which is why what CNN wrote about how we're staging a coup and taking over the country even when they're in power and we're doing our own thing. Guess what? That's called activism. Like constructive, maybe I should clarify, constructive activism, going into a street and burning the street down and protesting and chanting some really stupid, catchy phrase is not activism. Activism is knocking on a door and talking to someone and engaging someone to understand an issue. Activism is actually getting involved with a campaign and wanting to help that candidate out. Activism is emailing your candidate or knocking on their door or chatting with them in person and going to a town hall or running for office yourself and actually wanting to change something. That's constructive activism. But boy, golly, they already had their professional signs made up when the reversal of Roe v. Wade came about. They knew it, and they were there making it happen to yell and scream outside the courthouse to let them know that they were upset. That generation, that group, that genre has forgotten what constructive activism actually is. We, on the other hand, have put judges in place to make proper constitutional decisions. We, on the other hand, have a leg up working with state legislatures all over the nation to get legislators in office to do things at the state level to counter what the federal government's doing. We are making our voice heard in a proper way. Let's keep that up. Let's not be our own obstacle because we seem to do that on many occasion as the Republicans. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Back at it. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. Be that catalyst in your own community, and let's continue on as we get closer to election season. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.